Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Andy from the I Wonder Sisters, and we're here with you on Talk Show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, and um, so we've been really looking forward to today. Um, Kim will be joining us momentarily, and um, I should tell you that what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about the creative process and when we create, who are we creating for? Is it for ourselves or for a public or an audience? Um, and when we create, are we looking to get feedback, compliments, validation, criticism? Um, stuff like that. So that's today's conversation. Kimmy? Yes. <laughs> that was so perfect. <laughs> I actually got on right away. Can you hear me through the phone? I can indeed, yes. Oh, okay, good, good. So, yeah, so um, welcome, everybody. As Andy said, and, and thank you all. And I didn't even realize that we didn't record last weekend <laughs> it gets so crazy. I think uh woo, we were like preparing for our landlady to leave, I think. Um for vacation or something. Maybe that's what happened and uh we had to kinda help out the helper that was here on the ranch and things. So I think that I just kinda lost the weekend. <laughs> it's like the lost weekend. I think that was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie and it was about an alcoholic, so drink up. <laughs> Yes, we come to you today, as always, with our libations, and um, today it is beer. Um, in the summertime, it's probably going to always be beer, especially at this time in the middle of the day, um, but I also have some lemon essential oil in my beer, so <laughs> here's to my health. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy's um, so perfectly told you all what the subject matter is today. And so I'll just start off by um, sharing the inspiration behind the topic that we're discussing today and um, who are you creating for. Uh, I spend a lot of time on YouTube um, and on, on various things. But YouTube, I watch a lot. It's kind of like my nighttime ritual. I line up things. I have a lot of interests. So um, I have a whole lineup of watch on my watch later list um, of things that are um, spiritual, New Age spiritual, um, pagan, uh, magic, witchcraft, um, things about beauty. I love the, the girls that do the beauty channels, and they do it so well, um, reviews and things like that. So I watch a lot of things. I listen to 
a lot of different people. Um, Most of them are women, which I don't necessarily think that this particular issue um, is, is, uh, I should say, um, geared towards women. I'm sure that men go through this as well. But what started to bother me that I was sharing with Andy was that I have been, especially lately, listening to so many YouTubers, and many of these people are prominent YouTubers. They've been on YouTube for five, six, seven years. They um, have built a huge subscriber list. Um, People know their name. People listen to what they have to say. People look for their reviews. People watch out for their news. People um, listen for their tutorials. I mean, these people are people that people have on their to-do list or their watch list uh, like, you know, two, three times a week, however many times they upload a video. And I've been hearing so many of these people say across board uh, from pagans to uh, the beauty experts that they've been kind of reluctant to do a video um, lately because of the fact that there's been so much negativity on YouTube with Um, the trolling seeming to be at an all-time high. And for those of you who don't know what that is, an Internet troll is a person who normally um, uses some type of anonymous um, nickname or username and basically just goes through and watches people's uh, YouTube videos just to leave very, very um, cruel many times um, violently sexual, um, uh, prejudiced, negative comments. Um, But there are also people who are not classified as trolls, who are not that extreme, but who also feel the need every time they watch someone's video. Um, Or even if you have a blog, you know what I'm talking about, um, and your comments are open, that people tend to feel very, very, very free in telling you what they think about what you've written, what you said, what you've created. Um, They feel almost as if though they're entitled because they're one of your subscribers, that they can say uh, anything they want about what it is that you're doing. Now, me personally, I was sharing with Andy 90, over 90% of the videos that I watch on YouTube, I never make a comment whatsoever. If it's a video, I really just think like, wow, the person hit the nail on the head, I'll give it a thumbs up. I never, ever give a thumbs down. Um, The only thing I could think of that I could watch that somebody creatively put together that I would feel that I could give a thumbs down is maybe something that I found extremely offensive, but um, I wouldn't waste my time giving it a thumbs down, and I wouldn't waste my time placing a comment. I would have switched off of it long ago. So this is the way that I am. Now, I understand the use and purpose of comments on blogs and on YouTube videos, underneath the video, you can say something. And I understand that lots of times people are kind, they're gracious, they tell you how cool the video is, they agree, they like what you said, thumbs up, kudos, do that again, all that type of stuff. Today I'm addressing the hurt 
um, that it seems that these people feel, the YouTubers feel so um, hurt and like emotionally distraught over these negative, uh, cruel comments that many of them receive almost daily. If you have like 25,000 subscribers or even 5,000 subscribers, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every day there's at least one person that feels as though they have to take a pen and stick it in your bubble. You know, um, so there's been so many people coming on talking about this lately that um, I started to question who are you creating for? And if you are receiving comments, that are actually causing many people to literally cry. Like they're making videos answering to these comments or talking about these trolls or just talking about people who all of a sudden decided they didn't like them for whatever reason, and so they're saying stuff under their video or whatever. Like people are having like these very emotional moments where they're making YouTubes in response to these things. Um, it makes me wonder whether or not it is better for you to turn the comments off because if it's going to distract you to the point where today you were going to be making a tutorial on, you know, how to, um, you know, how, how to do makeup for, you know, an evening event, and instead now you find yourself talking about people, talking about you, talking about people criticizing you, um, is it distracting um, are you going to then go back and then look at that particular video and say, what did I say that might have been offensive or that sounded stupid or, or whatever? Start questioning your own creativity. Start questioning your own form of art because many of us are artists and we're artists in various ways. And I know for a fact that many of these YouTubers, from the beauty girls all the way to the, to the witchy women, um, spent a lot of time. They have, over the years, purchased expensive equipment because they want to give you quality sound. They want to give their listeners um, quality video. They spend time editing these videos, making them interesting, putting in sound effects, you know, doing everything they can to polish this work for you. So they are artists. And for me to, as a, as a person who is viewing, um, to look at that and feel as though there's something negative that is so bad that I must comment on it instead of just maybe allowing it to just run through my head and run out the other side, uh, that I feel the need to, to place a, com a hurtful comment on it, to me, is just something that I don't connect with, I don't understand, I would never waste my time doing that, I don't think about doing that, um, it never comes to my mind. And so um, I just posed the question to Andy, you know, um, what she thought about that, uh, about comments, um, receiving comments, asking for comments, like a lot of YouTubers do. They say, always comment, comment, thumbs up, thumbs down, or whatever like that, you know. And I really could care less about somebody thumbs downing my video or my podcast or, or whatever. Um, and I just wanted to ask Andy what she felt, and she had a, um, a, a, a unique perspective in my world. So we're, we felt it was worth talking about because we could both share 
um, where we kind of come from naturally on this particular subject. So now I'm just going to pass the mic over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I think that you are very passionate about this, and you speak from your own personal experience. This is a very intimate subject in many ways um, because we're talking about things that people create. And um, so, so it's very, very personal and also very, very subjective. Now, my feeling is that um, people create for a variety of reasons. Some people create because they've commissioned to write a score for, for a film, um, but they're still artists. And um, what happens to that film score matters to them, how it's received, if it gets some more work, um, stuff like that. So they're creating for themselves, but they're also creating for others. Um, now, these people may also write symphonies in their spare time and not do it for anybody but themselves. Um, but artists do ask for feedback. Um, I think that, like I said, this is a very, very subjective topic. Um, there are some artists who create compulsively. That is, they have to do what they do. And many of these people don't give a good goddamn what anybody thinks and would be doing what they're doing regardless of criticism or validation, either one. And, um, And good for them. You know, I think that enhances the creative process for these people. But um, I also think that it's human nature, maybe not Kim nature, but human nature to look for validation outside yourself. I think that that's um, a very common human trait. And I think that it falls to artists as well. I think that people who say act act on stage and then come out of the stage door at night and people ask lots of people ask for their autograph probably feels pretty good about it. Um, I don't think it would change their performance or make them feel better about the type of acting that they do, but um, it makes them feel good that people appreciate what they do and they appreciate the appreciation. Um, But I do feel that people on YouTube, when you put yourself out there for public consumption, you have some kind of agenda, whether you're aware of it consciously or not. And um, I think that people who allow comments are people that are asking for a certain kind of validation. And when they don't get it, they're very hurt. Um, This doesn't diminish their creative abilities, um, except in their eyes, you know, not perhaps in the eyes of those who really enjoy their videos. But um, in their eyes, it diminishes their creativity. 
And um, and like I said, I think this is a very common thing in human nature. Um, you know, I I I do believe that you know, Kimmy, when you speak to this subject, you're coming at it from a very very personal um, perspective, and yeah. not everybody has the kind of ego base that you do. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think you have to step back a minute and look at human beings generally, which is always, um, uh, can always be a pitfall. But I think in this case, it's not a bad idea to generalize. And I do believe that most people enjoy validation. Um, it may not change the way they do what they do, but um, it makes them feel good to know that what they've done has touched somebody else. So there you have it. Yeah, and I, I told, you know, Andy, that um, uh, on many points um, we both agree. Um, and, and yes, and, and I, I totally accept um, with, and am fine with the fact that um, maybe my view of uh, this particular part of life is um, rare. Maybe it's rare and it's not the norm. Um, but I'm coming from a place of, of this, and, you know, and I'm going to try to break it down as simple as I can so that people understand. When someone gives me a compliment on my work, I am in gratitude of that compliment. I'm grateful for that compliment. But that compliment does not shift or lift me any higher than I already am existing, whether that person had ever complimented me or not. And it's not about me thinking that everything that I write or create is great, because I do not. I also have a Virgo trait that's very critical of myself. And so there are more things I've trashed than things that I've shared. But when I finish something and I put it out there, I feel really good about that thing. I'm, in, I'm at a comfort level with that which I have done, okay? So I'm satisfied with that. I have said what I wanted to say in the way that I wanted to say it, and for me, that's what I needed and that's what I did. Now, if you get it as a reader, a viewer, a listener, if you get it and it clicks with you and you let me know, great. I'm still going to feel the same way I felt about it before. I said it, I did it in the way that I wanted to say and do it. If you criticize me about it, I'm still not going to feel any differently than the way that I felt before. I said it, and I did it, and I created it in the way that I wanted to do it, and I'm satisfied with it. And that's where I come from. I do not experience the highs and lows that many people experience when it comes to receiving or not receiving validation. There are many things that I have created and written that no one has 
ever read. And when I got done and I put that period sign there, I was happy with it. And I would go back to it and maybe a year later read it again or I'd read it to my mother or I'd read it to my cousin or something like that and and, it, and never had a thought of publishing it. Um, I didn't grow up in the time of blogs, um, but I've been writing since I was eight years old. And maybe had I grown up in the time of blogs, instead of using lined paper, I might have been a blogger. However, um, my view of validation is one that is neutral because to me, if you are creating something and then you're like, okay, it's out there, okay, how, how many days ago did I tweet it? How many days ago did I upload it? Oh, nobody commented on it? Oh, okay, okay, maybe, okay, maybe tomorrow or maybe a week, okay. And you're, you're seeking some sort of validation that's saying, hey, cool video, okay, then what is the comment going to do that says, you suck and you need a new camera going to do to you? Um, I personally just don't swing from high to low on those things. I'm, I'm appreciative that a person takes the time out of all the things they could be doing to listen to what I have to say, to read something that I wrote, but but I, but those are things I'm going to do anyway. That was something that I was going to say anyway, and the way I said it is the way that it's going to be said, whether you liked it or whether you didn't. And if you tell me you don't like the way, Kim, I don't like the way you come off. I don't like the way, I, I think you could be a little bit softer. I think, you know, I like your message, but I don't like your approach. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a good goddamn. Because the next time I sit down to do what I do, however I choose to do it, it's going to come from me, from the heart of me, from who I am, because that's the only place to me that art should come from. So do I appreciate a compliment? Yes. I appreciate it. I have gratitude for it. But it does not make me any happier than I was the minute before you gave it to me. And so my, my concern and my passion about the whole thing is, uh, is are you posing the question to yourself, if you are a creative of any kind, are you allowing the compliment and or the criticism to shape and alter or even censor what it is that you give to the world. Andy, back to you. <laughs> um, like I said, you are a singular human being, Kim, and your approach to all this is very different than somebody else's. And I think that, I mean, where I agree with you is that the comments shouldn't change how you feel about yourself or your work. Um, and I agree with you that they should feel to you neutral, but I also think that when someone comes up to you and says, um, I loved that podcast. It really touched me and made me feel not so alone. If they did that to me, I'd 
I'd be bursting with pride. I'd be very grateful that um, what I did actually helped somebody. That is my nature. And it wouldn't make me feel any differently about what I did or how I did it. And it wouldn't make me feel any differently about me as a human being. But it would make me feel like I was making a difference to somebody. And, um, and that matters to me. And I think it matters to most people. Um, I think more often than not, people are buoyed up by positive feedback. And it may not be a good thing, but as long as it doesn't change your creative nature um, and the way in which you express yourself, and like you said, if you don't express yourself from your heart, um, there's something deeply wrong. Um, but um, positive feedback and validation are not the same thing. And some people who get very upset with these trolls and negative comments are people that are looking for validation. And these are people that are insecure anyway and probably look for validation in their lives in other areas. And um, their videos on YouTube are just more public forum for them to express their dismay or their hurt. Um, and I get that. I really do get it. Um, I, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's a good thing. But I think it's a part of the human experience, and um, and it doesn't bother me the way it bothers you. Um, I don't, I don't feel imp- I, you know, if you hadn't brought this up, I wouldn't personally feel impassioned to talk about it um, because it's a very individual thing, and it goes down to the psychopathology of the person who's doing the creating. And um, and everybody's got their own shit going on. So um, everybody's going to react to comments differently. I do believe that if you're on YouTube and you don't want any kind of feedback because it distresses you or because you don't care to hear about what other people think, um, then you should turn the comments off um, and not allow them in the first place. Um, but if you do allow them, there's a reason why. And that's all I'm saying. I, I'm saying that it goes down to the individual doing the creating and um, what's going on for them. And I don't believe that their behavior on YouTube is unique. I think that the way they behave on YouTube is probably the way they behave in life and they seek validation in other places from other people as well. So um, they're naturally going to seek validation, you know, for their work on the Internet. Um, So, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I I mean, I, I, I agree with you that it's probably not in their best interest 
to, and I think a detriment to their creativity, to allow all these comments and all this feedback to affect them so deeply um, that they feel they have to address the issue in yet another video. You know, um, it seems sort of counterintuitive to me to ha- mm-hmm. to feel the need to do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there I've said it. I mean, you know, it, uh, moving moving the um, idea out of uh, the cyber world, um, I used an example um, in talking to Andy where I said, being a person who has a genuine love for myself, not for everything I do, not because everything I do is great. I have done some shitty things, and I'm sure there's more shitty things to come. I've made Uh terrible mistakes, (laughs) you know, and I will make more mistakes. I've had uh, terrible lapses in judgment. Uh, Hopefully there won't be as many of those. Um, but, um, But I love myself in the way that anybody should love themselves or others unconditionally. This is who I am. And everything that I do, every mistake I make, everything that I'm not good at, all of that, I know I have the ability to learn something about myself through that particular failure, misstep, whatever it may be. I love myself because for whatever reason, the universe has placed me in this space, okay? And that's all I need. And so if I am waiting for someone else to tell me that I'm lovable, okay, then I don't love myself. If I have to, if I don't think I'm cute today because I happen not to go out and run into anybody else who thinks I'm cute and wants to tell me, is that going to change how I feel about my overall cuteness? I mean, it, it, it's a, it is more so the seeking of, of, of a validation of something that should just be a pure truth for you is the thing that really, really um, just, just fires me up. And, and I don't think that just because the majority of people do anything it, that it makes it something that is healthy. There are there's a lot of shit that a lot of us do uh, in huge crowds on this planet, and and it's not healthy. So what I'm saying is I'm posing an opportunity to take another perspective and to ask yourself a question as to why it is that a perfect stranger can make you cry and doubt your own work. And I I just tweeted something that says sometimes questions can be just as powerful as answers, okay? And I am posing to people, the creatives out there, as to who are you creating for? And if you are one of those people that's so deeply affected by a compliment or a criticism, a nasty comment, or anything like that to the point where you're thinking about it all day, you got, you know, you're crying or you got to make a video. If that's you, what I'm saying is it's worth asking yourself the question why. 
Well, that's kind of exactly what I said. It goes down to the individual and what their motivation is to begin with. Um, And like I said, I don't believe that our behaviors vary a whole lot from one situation to the next. I believe we are the same. And people who are looking to get pat on the back on YouTube are probably people that need pats on the back in their lives um, and may come to YouTube looking for more of that if they're not getting enough. Um, The question that you pose to them is really, why don't you love yourself enough to not be so affected by feedback from other people, whether it's positive or negative. And um, I think that's what you're really talking about. And like I've said to you, you are a singular human being in the way that you treat yourself and deal with yourself. I don't believe that most people are like that. I know I'm not. And and I can say I love myself, but it took me a long time to get there. I was not put on the planet with that um, particular gene. And, um, and I think for a lot of people, a lot of that kind of self-love is sort of bred out of them as they travel their path by people who um, give them negative messages. It could be parents, it could be teachers, it could be anybody. But um, if they're not strong enough to see where these comments are coming from, because the people that make negative comments and feel the need to lash out, especially at creatives, um, seem to me people that have problems of their own. And... um, so, so like I keep saying, it's a very individual thing, and the people that are listening who may want to ask themselves these questions need to be willing to look inside and see why they don't feel as good about themselves as they need other people to feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, Angie and I have a blog. Um, as many people um, will know, but if you don't, we have a blog called IWonderSisterhood.com. Now, I think when we first, of course, started building the blog and working on the blog, it's a, um, a year and a half old now. Um, I do believe that comments for our posts were open. Um, I think they automatically are open, and you have to. Um, shut that down, you know, disable that. Um, we did, we got a few comments, but um, you know, they're they're you know they were here nor there. I mean, a couple people that uh, we knew, um, a couple people we didn't, um, things like that. But we never got tons of comments in the beginning. Now, um, recently, I believe I was going through um, the back end of our blog, making some changes and things, and I saw that. Um, I believe it said the comments were disabled. I may have done that months ago and don't remember. Um, that's very possible. 
Um, it could be something else that I changed. I'm not sure. But I do think that they are disabled. And so when we um, write our posts, we have different pages on our blog, um, and every page is not a post page. We have pages where we share things, um, beauty page, uh, where we share spiritual things, um, our spiritual work and things like that, our experiences and so on. Um, so everything we write is not technically a blog post. But we do have a blog post page, and I don't believe that um, at this point um, anybody can comment on it. Now, I know from having worked um, on the Internet for many years, being involved in blogging and building blogs, you know, before it got to be something that everybody did, um, that many bloggers would, you know, pull their hair out counting their comments. They would, um, they would feel that the amount of comments that they received on a particular post um, was equated to the success of that post. So if, you know, um, 50 people commented on this post, then 50 people read it. Now, as time goes on, those of us who knows the inside and out of the Internet, social media, blogging, and all of that, we know that just because 50 people said something under your post doesn't mean that 50 people read it and got anything out of it. Um, people comment for lots of reasons. One of them is to gain attention for themselves um, because there are lots of things that go around the Internet that will say, how do you bring attention to your own blog? How do you bring attention to your own website? Well, comments on other people's website. If you Google right now, you'll see that in a bunch of free eBooks on how to make your own blog successful. How do you do that? You read other people's blogs, and then you make a comment, okay? So for those of you who aren't aware of that, the reality is, if that if you get 50 comments on a blog post, probably two or three people actually really read it and had an interest in that topic. All the rest of those people are on there because they feel that you have a readership, and if they say something, they know that their username is going to come up. Many times they'll often even leave their link. Oh, hey, I have a blog too. Check out my blog. Those of you who are out there who enter this stuff know what I'm talking about. So, I never really wanted to base the success um, or the power of anything that Andy and I share in our posts on how many people throw at the bottom, hey, that's really cool, okay? I would rather two people really read the post because they looked at the title, the subject matter, and feel like, hey, I'd really like to know what's going on here. I would rather have two people really read it, get it, click with it, appreciate it, and say nothing at all to me than to sit and count how many comments we have under each post so we can feel like, wow, it's a successful blog. So we have other stats that can tell us how the blog is growing and all those other necessary things. But, um, but in, in 2015, um, equating your success or your your popularity or your relevance, let's say that, equating your relevance to how many people stick a comment under your post is like completely obsolete and tells you absolutely nothing. 
and a lot of people are showing up there because they don't have anything to do, and they're like the trolls as well, and they just want to give some play to something that they're doing. So we don't, we don't, uh, don't equate our success with how many people comment. We have certain people that will tweet us, they'll text us if we communicate with them in that way. Um, we have people who uh, use the contact form. We have many ways in which people can contact us who want to take the time. It's easy for a person who just wants to show up to place a comment underneath the post. But the people that take the time to tweet, to Facebook, to uh, use that contact form to ask us a question or say something about a post are the people that really, really have something to say. And those are the people in the comments that I appreciate, um, that I feel are genuine, um, and all compliments we appreciate. Um, I'm just saying that um, as far as, as what we both do separately and together, on I Wonder Sisterhood will never be compromised by what a person says to us because then to me it's no longer that living thing that it is now, you know. And I yes. know, you know, I, I mean, because we can sit and ask you, what do you want to see? What do you want to hear? What do you want Andy and I to talk about? And then 50 people are going to have 50 different answers. And you know what? That's like now it's time for you to sit down and create your own blog. Okay, that I don't I don't ever want to get into that mentality because when Andy and I sat down and created this blog, Andy first thought of wanting to do it and I said, Hey, I've always wanted to do something like that and never, you know, have the right person in my life. This is great. And when we put our heads together on it, we came up with something that is so genuine and authentically who we both are, who we are together, and who we are separately, that's just so real, and we love it, and there are people that click with that realness, okay? And so that is, for us, um, success. That, that is being relevant because we're being who we are, and I never want to resort to how many comments are on that post oh, okay, there's only 10 comments on that post, but there's 20 on this post over here about, you know, I like the red lipstick. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we're not going to do, we're not going to do a whole blog when I like the red lipstick, okay? We don't care how many people love it. And so um, so this is just something that I wanted to share and get and just get off my chest, and I thank Andy for allowing me to do that. <laughs> I didn't allow you. You plowed right through. <laughs> but, you know, but really, uh, ultimately, my, you know, my intention is is good. My intention is is exactly because Andy knows me so well, you know, that she said it. You know, what I'm really saying is, you know, do you love yourself enough um in the way that you can create that which the universe has placed within you to create. If you really believe you're here to create, if you really believe you're here to write, whether you're writing, painting, collaging, doing YouTube videos, you're a makeup artist, you know what I mean, whatever it is that you're doing, 
do you love yourself enough to to do to go ahead and give because when you're really giving to the world you're giving unapologetically. Like people say, oh, but I'm doing this for my audience. No, if you're really doing something for, for the world, for the masses, if you're really doing something to reach a community, to reach a person, you're going to give what you got to give unapologetically. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, you know, I talked about Jean-Michel Basquiat because he was like one of my favorite artists. You're not going to censor yourself and make neat lines just because people don't understand the crooked ones. You're going to give unapologetically and be remembered long after your death. You know, that's how I feel about it if you say you really want to give. So do you love yourself enough to really give unapologetically and to say, hey, this is what I am today. Oh, next week you create something. No, this is what I am today. You know, next week you create something. Oh, no, this is what I am today. You're giving people what you authentically are in the moment that you're creating. And to me, there's no better way to give than to be swinging back and forth from trying to please this person, that person, that person, that person, and never really giving anything, you know. And that, that's just all I have to say about it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give unapologetically if you're going to give. Create unapologetically. You know, don't create with apologies. You know, come on, people. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's kind of a, like a nice day here in New Mexico. We've had some really hot days, and we've had some really nice ones, um, too, so a nice mixture, and we've had quite a bit of um, rain, thunderstorms, which we needed so bad um, to break break up some of that heat. So, um, so we'll probably uh, just um, have another beer and chill out. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for for listening. Those of you who listen and download and share, thank you. I do appreciate it. Yes, we do. We both appreciate it very much. And, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just we're going to be the I Wonder Sisters no matter what. Yes, we are. Because that, that's just who we are. So um, so those of, those of you who, uh, you know, are, who click with it and who are in the tribe, thank you. And those of you who are not, thank you, too. So um so anyway, so we'll say um we're we're recording this on a Sunday today, but we'll wish everybody a great week. We don't know when you're gonna be listening to it. Um, but whenever you are, have a great day, weekend, week, um, wherever it is. And um check out iwondersisterhood.com for a little bit of everything. We share our lives, our life here on the ranch, all the lessons also that we learn from just very everyday things. We learn so many very deep spiritual lessons, and we share our shenanigans, so there's a lot of fun <laughs> on there <laughs> and all of that. And we now have a beauty page as well. We share um, our beauty hauls um, and all of that from Shop Miss A, um, everything's a dollar, so just what writers need. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so please, please check us out on Twitter at I Wonder Sisters. Um, and Andy is at AJ down, D-W-N, rabbit hole, or just look for Andy Levine. 
and I am at married number two, the blog, married to the blog, or just look up Kim with two M's. So follow us and see what we have to say, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.
with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.